Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. by welcoming you to this conversation that we're going to have today about mindfulness. Um, it's really, really lovely to have you with us. Um, my name is Emma Sue Prince, and you may know me um, from the work that I do. I'm delighted to be hosting this session. Um, I wanted to run a session like this because um, we do run regular mindfulness practices um, for people on a Tuesday. Um, and I know that many people um, have heard of mindfulness and um, they may be familiar with it as a term. Maybe, maybe some of you actually practice mindfulness on a regular basis. Um, and I know it's something that I have certainly embraced both personally and professionally, um, so much so that it's now an integral part of what I do personally, but also all the training work I do. And that's quite interesting because a few years ago if somebody had said why don't you do some mindfulness within your training I would have thought mm, not sure if I want to want to do that but I have really really embraced it um, and so I now often include breath work in sessions um, and these will be sessions with with corporate clients and even just a moment to kind of pause and be grounded before we actually uh, do something so um, I want to um, start this session by um, giving us all a moment just to be here and just allow yourself to settle so that whether that's just taking a nice breath um, where you are, um, settling back into your seat a little bit, just kind of thinking, okay, I'm here um, and I'm, 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 I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, so I really want this conversation to hopefully give you lots of practical insights and ideas. So many of you do know me. Um, I am director of Unimenta and uh, author of Seven Skills for the Future. And Seven Skills for the Future is also uh, about all of our work. So all of our work at Unimenta is focused on raising awareness of these seven key skills, adaptability, empathy, critical thinking, integrity, optimism, being proactive and resilience. And I'm sure that um, as we talk today, um, that the specific ways that I might use mindfulness within those skills will emerge. You know, we might touch on that. I want to start off by welcoming our, our guest, uh, our guest today, Nicola Wardby. It's lovely to have you with us, and thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your expertise. And I can't wait to hear to hear more and to hear more about about what you do. Um, so could you start first by telling us um, a little about what you do and how you came to um, be a mindfulness coach? Yeah, so thank you very much and welcome uh, everybody. Lovely to be here and meet you. 
Yeah, so I'm a well-being and mindfulness coach. So the well-being part started, my background is social care. I worked in children's services for many years and it's quite challenging, quite stressful role. Uh, you know, it was working with uh, families in often who had sometimes chaotic lifestyles. And, but I also had my own health issues for a period of time. I suffered with um, extreme fatigue for a number of years, which led me to focus, you know, to reflect on my own health. And I sort of came across um, health coaching, which I guess is not as hugely known in this country as it is um, in the States or you know, parts of Australia. But so I trained with the Institute of Integrated Nutrition as a health and wellbeing coach. And then the mindfulness sort of, so I mindfulness sort of started um, during my work in social care about 2014. We were, every year we used to get a, a survey that um, they wanted us to answer questions about you know anonymous survey and how they could support us within our role well this was across the local authority not just um children services and one of the things they put in place was mindfulness sessions like a mindfulness sort of uh, uh for a week program so i completed that and it really was a turning point for me because it, it allowed you to have a space um you know doing during times which actually feel quite stressful so I've been practicing mindfulness since around 2014 and I trained as a mindfulness coach um, in September 2020 so I'd already planned this um, prior to sort of you know the pandemic and I think for me I really love mindfulness and I love the fact that it's in my life but I, I am well aware that from you know sort of especially with in my job uh, previous role and you know when you other people working people that people feel that they don't have time for mindfulness so for me that sort of formed the basis of how I could support people who had an interest in mindfulness and I'm a big believer that anybody can find the time to put mindfulness have mindfulness in their life so my focus really is on mindful activities and everyday activities. It's not saying that, that I don't do other things. I, I do offer mindfulness coaching and, and dropping mindfulness sessions, that sort of thing. But I feel that, you know, to support people, especially the last two years have been really, really difficult for people. We've had a lot of online stuff. It doesn't matter if you worked in the pandemic or you didn't work in the pandemic, but you know, in this country, we have a really high level of sort of mental health difficulties and the support for mental health varies from county to county, you know, part of the country you're in and also dependent on what your, your need is. I think that we hear so much about the word mindfulness, but it, it can, it's taken a long time for people to think that it is actually a thing that you can do and you're not weird you're not you know sort of different because we we are quite I think stuck in the concept of that if you don't feel well you you go to the doctor and physical health not all the time because when I said I suffered with fatigue um you wouldn't know I had fatigue looking at me but it was a very it was a very difficult time um I got I went to work every day but that's all I could focus on I couldn't do anything else 
and I just felt that there wasn't enough support for people because we can give people pills we can tell people they've got to do this but mindfulness we all do mindfulness every day really we probably don't think we do but if we take a step back if we have say you sit down for five minutes and just you know have a cup of tea we're doing yeah. mindfulness yeah. yeah so for me it's it's just really about how people can incorporate it really in a way that's doesn't take lots of time can be simple enough and give you the benefits wow yes i think that's uh, that really resonates about people not sort of being able to kind of think they have time to do it so you know we're very much kind of uh, on a sort of autopilot from from the moment we wake up I think and many many of us are and I'm also just aware that I mean we're talking about um, or, you, or you are making reference to the UK but I, I, I think we have quite an international audience with us today um, I know wow. Louise is in Italy I think ah. uh, Nabila you're are you in France still yes and I'm not sure where Ayub is but uh, and, and, and I'm sure many um, watching the recording are going to be joining us from different countries. So it, I think it, yes, we've got this mental health thing going on in the UK, but I think that's probably, it's probably fair to say that's happening in other countries too, in, in, in different ways. And I think, you know, the awareness of how mindfulness can really support us with, with mental health um, I think that awareness hopefully is also growing in, in, in other countries too. I hope, I hope mm -hmm. it is. Um, but I want to come back to what you were saying about how we can um, incorporate mindfulness easily into, into, into our day. Because most of the time, uh, what people tell me is that, you know, I, I don't have time to do that. And they've got a kind of perception that mindfulness is about sort of, you know, sitting on a cushion somewhere, which of course it can be you know but sitting on a cushion somewhere and, and and kind of being still for a long period of time and um i think it would be great to hear how can we fit uh mindfulness activities into a life that is busy 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 and and always on you know what are some practical ways that we can do that it's funny that you mentioned um gave the image of you know people sitting on a cushion because that's I have a an ebook free ebook and that's one of the things I, I put in there that that's what it can conjure up that image but for me you know they're everyday they're everyday activities that we we do that we can support ourselves with mindfulness so things I'm thinking of are things like you know when you have a shower when you brush your teeth you know cooking making a cup of tea but it's not just about the activity, it's what you're doing in the activity. So for me, some of the simpler things are like the breath. So, you know, you can focus on your breath because we breathe all the time. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be here. But we don't tend to focus on the breath very often unless maybe we've got an issue with our breathing or if we're exercising or <laughs> running for the bus and, you know, you feel out of breath. So for me, it's the five senses, you know, and the breath are two things that I focus a lot on. So when you're, so for instance, an example would be, you know, when you're cleaning your teeth, 
you do it twice a day. You spend two minutes, clean your teeth in the morning, two minutes in the evening. So these are perfect opportunities to start small. And if that's all the time you have, that's fine because you're building in a practice. The idea is what we're trying to think about here is building in a practice that happens every day. So the five senses are, if you have time before, you could be sort of just standing there, just, you know, you can close your eyes, you can keep them open, but just, you know, have some deep breaths. Do You only need to do two or three you know, breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth and, you know, make your exhale slightly longer. If you don't have time, if you're in a rush, you know, you're still cleaning your teeth, it's focusing on while you're cleaning your teeth, think about, you know, the sounds that you hear, think about the smells, think about the taste, think about, you know, the touch. So all your senses are being used. So it's just thinking about, and you don't have to focus on the every sense you could say you know oh what am I hearing today what you know what am I noticing because you spoke about sort of autopilot but autopilot is we do things automatically so sometimes for instance you know I've had a I've had a cup of tea before and I go to drink it and I think oh it's gone and I've not known I finished it or if I drive when I used to um sort of drive locally to work you know I could get back home and think how did I get back home we do so many things on autopilot and I think when we slow down it it seems a little bit sort of out of place it's like we're not used to doing that and one of the things I want to say about mindfulness is that people worry that you know when when you when you're still in the moment if you go to bed and you just lie there we have all this head chatter going on. We, we think about everything, what's happened in our day. We think about what's happening tomorrow. But we can have head chatter because that's, that's normal. It doesn't, just because we're thinking about, you know, what we need to um, do before we uh, go to work tomorrow or, you know, have I sent that email? It doesn't mean, you know, that we, we get rid of our thoughts. But the breath plays a really big part in that because when we focus on the breath it just allows us to you know be in that present moment if we have I mean I I, I do mindfulness myself I I, I teach you know um, do mindfulness coaching but I have a lot of head chatter I don't you know do a mindfulness session on my myself and 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 just have sit in this zone because it, it just it doesn't happen um you know there's always things we need to think about but I think the takeaway is start slowly. Don't think you have to do it all at once. Don't think you have to be a specific person. Don't think you have to do it a specific way. Mindfulness is about awareness. It's about non being non-judgmental. It's about being kind to yourself and compassionate to yourself. And there's no right or wrong way with mindfulness. There really isn't it, you know, everybody's experience is different and my experience today will be different to my experience tomorrow but I think you know if you're making a cup of tea and you have time to you know sort of make a cup of tea you know just think about the process like think listen to the sounds just or you know use that moment while the kettle's boiling just to close your eyes and have some deep breaths I've even said to people before that if you're I mean obviously in the pandemic was different but when if you work in an office environment or an environment where you know 
you've got access to a bathroom sometimes you can just go for a toilet break and you, you're not going to the toilet you can shut the door and just have 30 seconds in there what it is mindfulness is just about being yourself in that present moment it's you know with whether you have young children whether you don't have children whether you're tired whether you work whether you don't work we all have things that add to our stresses and I would like people to to live the life they love and you you know by incorporating things that you enjoy and also it might it's, it's reading is mindfulness cooking is mindfulness so when you're cooking your dinner these are all things that are mindfulness activities yeah Yes, and they're, they're, and they're all opportunities to go back to the breath. And I and I think the breath is so powerful, it's so accessible, isn't it? But we don't, I know that when I bring myself back to focusing on the breath, just take those, those deep breaths, um, the effect is instant, mm. especially if the out breath is longer than the in breath, because that out breath is calming yeah. your nervous system, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so, Yes, so any activity, so if you're making a cup of tea or, you know, if you're going for a walk or anything that you're doing, even if you're in the middle of work, you can bring mindfulness to that to that activity. Um, but something I want to touch on here is um, our devices and, and, and our, you know, the things that kind of tear <laughs> us away from being mindful. And I know that for me, I, I actually have made a little tweak, which was had instant impact. And that was simply, I used to charge my phone in the kitchen and have it like sort of on top of my cookery books. Um, but then what I'd be doing is I'd be making my cup of tea or I'd be cooking and I'd be like, oh, I just have a quick little look at what's going on out there. And of course, as soon as one does that, there is always going to be something going on out there. And I, Put, I now charge my phone somewhere completely different, yeah. which means that I can that now when I cook or make a cup of tea, I'm not reaching for the phone. So I think there, there's also about creating an environment where we can be mindful. Um, and I, and for me, that's the, the big the big huge distractor is is this little device which which will always kind of pull us. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what are your thoughts on that? You know. If we're going to live mindfully to, to create an environment where we have more opportunities to do that I think it's great and you know and it's something I try to do myself but I I think for me that the, the point of being the point of mindfulness is that I'm not here to tell people what to do or, or what works best and what doesn't and with coaching you know it's one of those things that you're, you're led by, you know, the person you're coaching. I think even when I was doing my sort of um, sort of social care work, you know, I used to try and sort of um, support people, you know, especially if they, they have difficulty sleeping. It was things that they could do. In hindsight, we can say we need to do this, this and this, but it's our phones. It's, it's almost I don't know what happens it's like we have super glue isn't it to our phones we feel the need to have our phones there but I think with anything it's about starting off small so that's one way you know for me the one thing I I aim to do every night and it doesn't always work is is have my phone you know not look at it an hour before bed but the one thing I do I definitely do is 
if my phone needs charging, I don't tend, because I work from home, you know, uh, you know, most of the time, I don't need to sort of worry about in the morning having a phone charged up. But if I did, I would charge it outside of the bedroom. I'd charge it maybe in a different room. It's not always possible. It depends, you know, who you live with and, and things like that. But mm -hmm. I think that for me, it's, I would think it's, if, if people can just start incorporating um, things in the day and yes, in an ideal world, not to use your phone so much, but especially working from home, it's been quite difficult because it's not just phones, it's screens in general, yeah. it's, it's laptops, it's, it's television sort of screens. I think for me, if people can just start, you know, if they were to just start thinking about the activities that they can do because mindful walking in nature is a great activity but again you know what I try to I, I always sort of include that but it's sometimes it might be you know sitting in your garden or if you haven't got a garden just you know at lunchtime going for a walk around the you know block even a 10 minute walk because nobody really has time to sit for an hour or two you know being mindful we, we we just don't have there's always and if we do have that time we feel incredibly guilty for you know doing something that we think we could be doing something else and it sort of defeats the object a little bit so I think for me it's great if you can incorporate you know think about your technology and and, and spend sort of less time on it I mean I have I have that um I don't know if they do it on Android phones, but on iPhones, it, it pops up on a, I think it's a Sunday or a Monday, it pops up and tells me how many how much time I've spent on it. And there was a period where I was really trying to, I was getting it really down. I was obviously, I don't want this, you know, but then I just think you, you just have to go with the flow because, you know, it is a, it's a difficult one. Phones, they, for some reason, seem to have this pull. Well, it's, it's yes, it's the nature of, it's the nature of the device, I think. <laughs> But I think um, anything, I, I just, I think, yes, I think one has to find different ways that work for the individual. And, and I think because the, because the device and, and in fact, any screen is such a pull on our attention that if anything we can do to kind of uh, manage that environment will help us, mm. I think, to, you know, to, to, to have that mindful approach. Um, I want to talk about um, how mindfulness supports us so the practice of doing it which is being present okay so so if we are if we are um, doing that on a regular basis how does that help us with things like um, being able to focus on something um, being able to listen um, empathize with somebody um, making better decisions how, how does that practice actually help us with you know different aspects of, 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 of what we're doing um even when we're not actually being mindful in that moment if that makes sense yeah so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that the the understanding of mindfulness is that it's it's about being in that present time so for instance mindfulness is not about focusing on the past and not about focusing on the future because the past has happened and we can't change it what we can change is maybe how we deal with things, but we can't change what's happened. We can't know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, okay, we might think, oh, like, 
you know, for tea or dinner, I'm going to have, um, you know, beans on toast or something or salad, you know, or sandwich, or I know I'm going on holiday next week. You know, we know there's certain things we know are going to happen, but we can't sort of plan the outcome. So when you're practicing mindfulness for however long, you're spending moments in that in the present time just being there in the present and it builds up you know sort of those I suppose that feeling of that you know that you can sort of um, be in that moment it's mindfulness is also about sort of kindness and compassion so kindness to yourself kindness to others but I, I emphasize kindness to, to yourself ourselves because I do feel that a lot of us we do so much for the people or we do for our families that we often forget about ourselves and and that, that includes like self-care people feel they don't have enough time to give to themselves and it feels quite sad in a way if we you know somebody can't is not able to give them some time to themselves you know in the amount of time we have you know sort of in the day in the week but those practices it might not feel at the time like it's doing anything like sometimes I you know I yawn through it you know the thing when I do energy work I always yawn some people sort of fall asleep but it doesn't matter because what you're doing in those little moments whether it's a minute whether it's 10 minutes whether it's an hour you're allowing yourself to just be in that moment and, and you're not in that frantic I need to do this I need to do that you're spending time just you know with yourself I think it lowers your stress. You know, there's lots, if you, if you look online, there's lots of benefits for um, mindfulness and, and, you know, you've got sort of mindfulness-based stress reduction, you know, the program, you've got mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. So it really does help, but it's, I think over time you notice the benefits. I, f I feel for me, I'll give an example. Um, when I was doing the mindfulness sessions, when I first started doing them um, back in my workplace, um, I worked alongside a colleague who, so I was more senior to them and they were sort of working alongside a family. So they were doing a specific piece of work with this family and they were quite strong-minded. So a lot of the time I used to, if we went to the family's home, I used to let them speak really more than me. and. There was odd times and they were they they were quite I suppose negative to me and it, it wasn't the greatest of um relationships and I remember one day um before my mountain session this woman was having a go at me really being quite horrible and I remember talking to my manager on the phone about it afterwards and I was quite upset I was you know I was in tears because I just thought you know I, this is really difficult because it's hard enough doing this job as it is without having the people you work with who make your life a bit more difficult and she says, oh, we'll have a chat tomorrow. I said, I've got to go. So I've got this mindfulness session. I said, we'll have a chat tomorrow about it. And I went into the mindfulness um, session. And obviously, you know, this is going into a session that someone's doing and, you know, you're, you're going to sit down, and, you know, listen to sort of them. But it instantly dropped my stress levels. I didn't feel upset. I felt so much more calmer just by being in a, in a I suppose it was about being in an environment that was nice and felt kind. And it was about being surrounded by people who, who wanted to you know learn this sort of um, skill and the next day when I had a face-to-face -face conversation with manager she was really surprised at how I was she thought I'd still be really really upset and I but I'd let it go 
Yes. And I think that's the important thing. Mindfulness, it take, I think it can take time because it's, it's depend, depend on the individual. But for me, for an example, I've, um, I used to live in London and in end of September last year, I moved back home for a few months because I really wanted to set my business up and it was really hard living in London and, and doing that sort of type of work. So I, you know, sort of um, moved back home and I haven't lived with my family for a long, long time. And it's not easy going back to live with your parents and having different personalities. But things what would have bothered me prior to me leaving London don't, I, I just don't let it bother me. Um, I think with mindfulness, it's also about reflection. Um, really good if you do have more time to give mindfulness journaling writing whatever you want to call it um, brain dump at the end of the day before you go to bed you know sometimes it's just writing down I had a bad day didn't enjoy this really fed up I'm gonna and then just say that's it I'm gonna leave it there go to bed yeah. or I had a look whatever it is yeah. you know it allows you to not let things get to you as much because what it is it's it's the skills that you learn it's the breathing it's the okay I'm going to take a step back even if it's just saying to that person I you know I'm going to I'm going to take a step back from this maybe we could have a chat another you know and it just allows you I think to be more present with yourself I think that's so valuable because um I, I really identify with what you're saying there about being able to kind of let something go or being able to in that moment of conflict or in that moment of feeling you know upset if you can actually tap into the breathing you're that has an instant impact so then you're going to have a more grounded response um, and if you're if you are in the regular habit of doing that then your ability to tap into that when you're in the moment of upset or whatever it is is going to be much higher isn't it um and, what and I would, then, oh yeah. sorry i was gonna say what i would say to any of you if there's a time when you're feeling a bit unhappy or a bit like you, you think a bit or a bit frazzled you can feel something coming on just do three deep breaths in and out and you know three seconds in six seconds out two seconds in four seconds out just to let just focus on your breath because when you think about people who, you know, who suffer with anxiety, I all, all, no sort of panic. I, I remember a friend, a school friend years ago, used to what now I think were panic attacks, but we didn't really know them. And she, when she felt like that, she was encouraged to blow into a paper bag. And really, what that was doing, it was just, it was sort of descaling. It was, a, it was allowing her breathing to come back down to normal. And it's like children, when children get really upset and cry and they, you know, they have these tantrums, they like, like that. If we just soothe them, we're just going there, there. And we're, what we're doing is we're trying to de-escalate their feeling really up here to bring them down. So the breath, you know, is, is just another example of that. I just think that if there's a moment, whether someone cuts you up when you're driving down the road or you're in the supermarket and people but, or someone is rushing and banging into you. Um, London's always really busy. And sometimes just taking a step back and just say, you know what? And you don't even have to close your eyes. You can just, I'm just gonna just take a moment and it doesn't have to be long and then go on with your day. It's, for me, 
even if you're not practicing mindfulness necessarily on a regular basis, if you just focus on your breathing, when things feel like they're slightly, you know, rising, it will have a, a really amazing effect. Yes, I, c I couldn't agree more because I've, I've experienced it so many times and seen it with other people as well. Um, I'd like to um, open up um, for if anyone's got any questions at this point. Um, so you're welcome to um, either, uh, it might just be easy to just switch your mic on and ask the question as we're a small group, um, or you're welcome to write it into the chat. But yes, Louise. I wanted, thank you so much. Very interesting, uh, Nicola and Masu, uh, as usual. And I wanted to share an experience because while Nicola, you were saying that at the end of the day, people don't think about themselves. They don't take time for themselves. Well, I have been coaching because I became a, co a professional coach. Uh, as several people for my training and also my clients, by the way. And uh, what comes out mostly of the sessions, maybe, maybe 90%, uh, the result of the session is that people don't think about themselves. It's incredible. Then I cannot give them the technique because we are in a coaching session, okay? Uh, but so it's very interesting that you can provide the technique, but it's, it's true, people don't think about themselves. And taking care of others is an excuse not <laughs> to take care of themselves. Many of them don't like it, okay? So it's also finding a, a way to get people to think about themselves, you know, it's because many times, they just rush, rush around, you know, because they don't like to face themselves, right? This was just, uh, I was just, I just wanted to share my experience. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you, Louise. Yeah, that's, I think that's absolutely right. Um, perhaps because, perhaps because being mindful means that you are with yourself, aren't you? You're kind of there with yourself. And maybe if you're rushing around looking after everyone else, it's kind of a, you know, distraction from from being, and, and and yet if we are looking after ourselves, we are so much more effective. So yeah, and I was laughing about the cup of coffee. You're so right. I drink coffee so fast. <laughs> I don't realize. Then I need the second one, right? So you get addicted to the cup of coffee because I don't. <laughs> so what are we, one of the things I'm going to take away is to really be mindful when I drink my coffee. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyone else have a question? I have a question, if that's yeah. okay, just a quick one. Um, how would, just for both of you really, how would you say you, the way that you find mindfulness most effective within your day? What is it for each of you? Um, well, for me, it's, I think it's, 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 it's how I start the day. So starting the day with, I, I, I have a kind of routine in the morning and I do start slowly. Um, so I will do some breathing, some stretching, um, and then some writing. So I have a, a gratitude journal and I'll write in my gratitude journal and I'll think about what's coming up in the day. So it's kind of like setting intentions for the day. I'll think about who I'm going to be interacting with. And I kind of, I, and, I, and then I'll, I'll write down what I want to do. So, you know, I want to give this, per what I want to give this person or what I want this session to be about or whatever it might be. So, I, so, so it comes into, into the very beginning of my day. That's, that's probably for me the most important 
part of the day to, to be mindful because then the day starts you know and then I can I can kind of take that in with me and I you know I can then remember to prioritize to having having a walk for example and just doing different things throughout the day and then I would say definitely coming back to the breath and and and, and just what Nicola's been saying the instant effect of that because it's instant so you know it doesn't matter what's being thrown at me if I can tap into that breath I can then tackle whatever it is from, from a better place than I would otherwise and that's so excuse me and since you have been starting doing this what is the biggest advantage that you find about doing this mindfulness activity when you get up in the morning I, I I'm a better person I'm I'm better with all my my family I'm better with my family um I'm more effective at work um I'm I'm just much more grounded and really kind of not you know I think Nicola you know when she was talking about you know things that might have bothered me don't you know really don't have the ability to to, to get to me so much anymore so I'm just yeah just calmer it does have I'm just gonna I've got something actually I just want to quickly get it thank you because i i've got these um cards by it's they're from the uk but i, I think we might be able to go everywhere but they're called um basically it's daily cards for more for more mind more fulfilling life but they're like mindfulness cards i don't you can see them and sometimes so basically they, they split into I think different categories I mean the first one has got gratitude so you take a card out each day and you can so let me just again let's take on that this one so, so gratitude so this is um gratitude med meditation so I mean this one's saying take 10 minutes to sit and clear your mind breathe deeply through your nose and think about what you're grateful for but you don't have to take 10 minutes you can take you know a minute um but the, the one thing I would say, I really feel my morning needs to start on is, is gratitude, because I think that this, the, we've all had times where we feel, you know, why has this happened and da, 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 you know, and, you know, but over the years, and it's taken me a long time, it's not, it's not been a quick process, you know, for me, the gratitude is you don't have to even write it down if you don't have time you can you know you can be getting or you can the shower and saying what you're grateful for but gratitude is a real winner for me because yes I've had times in my life when things haven't been gone that well but life is as they say it's a bit cliche but it is a journey there's always ups and downs but it's how you manage. So with, with mindfulness is, it's not saying that you won't have, your car won't break down. It's not saying that, you know, you won't have a leak. It's not saying that you won't burn the toast or, you know, um, you won't be 10 minutes late and miss the bus or the train. But mindfulness is how you manage situations. It gives you so much back. You sometimes, if you were to sort of, um reflect on it say some you know maybe a few months down the line and think think oh what has mindfulness done for me you start to realize that you are a calmer person you are you know a better person 
I don't feel the need to, if I'm in a situation where it, it, it might be that somebody's not in a great mood, regardless of um, what's happening, I just really don't let it get to me because life is too precious. You know, we all have times when we might feel unwell or we've got, we have to manage bereavement, you know, illness, lots of things. And these lessons in life are there to teach us, you know, so much. But for me, the gratitude plays a big part because, you know, look at where I am today. You know, if someone had said to me, you know, this time last year, oh, you're going to be doing a, a talk. Someone's going to host a talk and you're going to be the one who's talking about it. I wouldn't have believed that. You know, there's so much can happen. You know, I've come back to sort of live with my parents. I'm really grateful that I have that opportunity. I can move out of London. I can say, you know what? Let me set my business up so I can do more of this. I don't see things as an obstacle anymore. You don't, I don't think that there's something in the way. But starting the day, being grateful and just allowing myself a little bit of time just to gather my thoughts and then go about my day is a hugely it's a wonderful thing and I think regardless of time we all think in our heads sometimes whether we're on the train whether we're driving somewhere we all have thinking space and just to give just to say what you're grateful for is I think I, I think it's important and it's something I keep trying to teach my niece and nephew uh, my niece is a little bit more a bit older and she's bit more attention seeking but I think that we really do need to teach gratitude because I you know we've all today we're all sat in front of a laptop we've got electricity we've got a laptop and we've got our voice to speak and our eyes to see oh thank you Nicola that's that's uh, that, that uh, I'm glad we both think the same way that's brilliant <laughs> but thank you so much um so Perhaps we could end with a short mindfulness practice just to end the end the session. That would be lovely if you could guide us through yeah. a short practice. Okay. So what I will say is I'm just going to turn my video off partly because um, I think feel free to leave your have your eyes open or closed. But if you want them open, it's just nice when people don't have so much of a distance attraction. They've got my picture there, unfortunately. OK, so just allow yourself to feel relaxed in your space that you're in get or make yourself comfortable in your chair and just have your shoulders loose your feet firmly on the floor and just remember during this time it doesn't matter if you yawn, it doesn't matter if your mind wanders, but we're just gonna focus our attention on the breath and use the breath as an anchor. So just kindly begin by taking in three deep breaths, slowly and gently in through the nose and allowing for a longer exhale through the mouth.
and just allowing your breath to go back to its natural state, just in through the nose and out through the nose. And I want to kindly ask you just to notice any sensations you may be feeling in this moment. Maybe you're feeling your feet on the floor, your arms resting on the chair rests. And just in this moment, noticing your sense of touch. What can you feel in this moment? And how does that feel to you? Maybe it's a feeling you know more regular. Maybe you, you sit in your chair. Maybe you are sitting up a bit straighter than normal. Maybe you're allowing your body to relax into the space. But how does it feel in this moment? And just, if your mind does wander, just gently allow it to come back to your breath the gentle inhale and exhale through the nose. And it doesn't matter if your mind wanders because that's what they do. And next, I'd like you to just notice any sounds in your surroundings. Other than my voice, what do you notice? Do you notice any traffic in the distance? Do you hear any birds outside? Maybe you hear the buzz of your computer, but just taking a moment to notice what you hear. We so often are surrounded by different noises, but how often do we take the time to notice what's going on around us? And I'd like to maybe think about any smells you can smell in this moment. It's around lunchtime, so is someone cooking lunch nearby? Do you have a cup of coffee that you can smell the aroma still? Maybe noticing how you smell yourself. Just taking a moment to notice those smells, both in the distance and what surrounds you. And think about your sense of sight. If you've got your eyes open, what do you notice around you? Have you noticed something 
that you haven't seen before in the room you're in? Is this something you see on a regular basis, but or maybe seeing in a different light? And if you have your eyes closed, what can you see? Can you see any colours? The different depth of colour behind your eyes? And just allow yourself to notice what you're seeing in this moment. And spend a little moment your sense of taste. We often think of taste as something when we eat something and we can taste it in the moment. But are there any lingering tastes? From maybe a drink you've, you've just had a sip of? Did you eat something before you came on the session? Or how does your mouth taste to you in this moment? And just allowing yourself to notice anything that arises. And I'd like to maybe think about the five senses and think about all they do for us each day. Like the breath, our senses are with us all the time. But we often don't notice or think about what they do. It's just allowing for that, for a sense of gratitude. For all that I see when we wake up in the morning, what we take in throughout the day, thinking about all the sounds we hear. Thinking about what we smell, being able to recognize different things from cooking to outside smells, to being in nature and on the beach. And to think about our sense of touch, being grateful that we can recognize things that are soft, things that, things that are rough, feeling our body against the chair, just taking a moment to thank, thank ourselves for having that sense. And just before we open our eyes, just thinking about the breath. Sometimes it's silent and we can't hear our breath. We wouldn't know it's there. We wouldn't know we're breathing. And sometimes we can hear our breath. But think about all that happens from the moment we breathe in 
to the moment we breathe out. And just having a sense of kindness, breathing in that kindness to your body, allowing your breath to breathe in loving kindness. And when you exhale, exhale any thoughts that aren't needed. And just know that thoughts are just thoughts and nothing more. And as you begin to slowly open your eyes, just allow yourself to take in your surroundings. Be gentle and allow yourself to come back to the room. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I opened my eyes and the sun was, the sun had come out. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And it looks beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so much, Nicola, for joining us today. And, I, and thank you for everyone um, who's come along to the session. Wow. Um, and, and good to see you all. And thank you so much. And thank you, everybody. Really appreciate taking your time out of your day to do this. It's very thank kind. You. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future, in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice.